0: Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anajar Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. If look Josh Allen, you take him, right? I just think they feel Davis Mills is the quarterback moving forward, the way Davis Mills progressed, how highly rated he was coming out of high school. Now that he's healthy,
1: they say with a bad team, he put up some great numbers. He was the second-best rookie quarterback in the NFL. They are moving forward with Davis Mills. Now, you can look back at this draft three years from now and say, hey, they should have taken uh, Malik Willis if he is, in fact, anywhere close to Josh Allen, who's a superstar in the NFL right now. But I think they will stick with Davis Mills, and they will look in the trenches either for a defensive lineman like Trayvon Walker or an offensive lineman i Iki Aquano. That's Mel Kuyper Jr. And uh, Peter Schrager, by the way, coming out with a mock draft today as well. More on that Houston thought uh, in just a moment. Brent Martin, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz, football at 5. We're live at the uh, Jumbo Shrimp game tonight as they begin a home stand against Gwinnett. And it's a fun one to get going with Ronald Acuna Jr. here. First pitch thrown tonight by Doug Peterson, bobblehead doll night. Uh, Ray Charles, bobblehead. So it should be a big night. At the ballpark. Uh, hey, I've been telling you for the last couple of weeks about Shady Rays. You've got to visit ShadyRays.com. Uh, how about this? If you don't love your sunglasses, you exchange them for a new pair. Return them for free within 30 days. So you can do that. When you buy sunglasses from Shady Rays, you provide 10 meals to fight hunger. Shady Rays has donated over 20 million meals to date. That's very cool. How about if you lose or break your pair? Even on day one, they'll send you a brand new pair of shades. So we're with confidence wherever and whenever, whether you're on the golf course, you're going fishing, the beach just every day, uh, ShadyRays.com. you got to check it out. And, well, if you use the promo code Brent, B-R-E-N-T, you get 50% off two or more pair of Shady Rays. ShadyRays.com, the place to go as you get set for the summer and get your eyewear. Get a pair of shades from Shady Rays. Mel Kuyper just said something there about Houston, that if they look back uh, and they didn't pick a quarterback, then we might second-guess them. Mm -hmm. Austin, is it smart just to go get quarterback? Should they have already learned from, say, the Carolina Panthers, who have been in this situation where they could have drafted quarterback, maybe even other teams over the years, like the Jacksonville Jaguars, when they passed on a guy like Ben Roethlisberger way back? Mm -hmm. Should you go get a guy, and then at least you have one in your back pocket, where you let the best man win, and then you could trade the other one and still get something in return. Is it that important of a position where when you're picking in the top five, top ten, and you have a chance to get quarterback, when you're not absolutely convinced you have the guy, that it's worth trying to go get the guy? Heck, even the Green Bay Packers did this when they have Aaron Rodgers. Yeah,
2: but how that time for the Green Bay Packers now?
1: A little bit different in, because... I mean, they have a guy that's going to play until he's 40, so they shouldn't have, but they even thought about it. in a team like Houston who has Davis Mills, who, come on, we're not all sold on Davis Mills. They can't be either, but they're willing to pass on a potential quarterback picking in the top five or ten, and because they're going to see? They're just going to see well, what happens with yeah. Davis Mills?
2: So, so here's the thing about it, right? And it's, it's always a big question in terms of how you treat your quarterbacks. I don't know if Davis Mills is, is going to be the future of the Houston Texans. And it's not like what we had with Gardner Minshew as well, where there was speculation of, you know, when it was Minshew's time to take over, do you draft a quarterback and replace Minshew, or do you give him a shot? I think Minshew earned a shot. Now, we, we discovered that, you know what, he wasn't the guy here, and that's fine. But, like, he, he earned that opportunity. I think Davis Mills has earned the opportunity. Now, if you look at the numbers, obviously going two and nine last year didn't help anything. Um, Sixteen touchdowns, ten interceptions. You know, I mean, those are—it's you know, nothing special. But it wasn't all him. Like, if if you turned on the film and you watched Davis Mills, there was a lot to like. And and, and he had a he had a solid. I mean, I think he had his probably his best game of the uh, his, of his career so far against the New England Patriots. So when we talk about that. Then, yeah, I think if you're Houston right now, you say, we don't know. Is he in the future or not? We're not sure. But you know what? Let's find out. Maybe let's draft an offensive lineman and give him some better protection. And let's find out exactly what this guy's capable of. I think he's earned that.
1: Yeah. And by the way, if I I, I could defend Davis Mills in this situation, too, and say a lot of the things that you just said, and quite frankly, I would say if I'm in Davis Mills' camp, I was like, okay, well, then, why aren't the Jets picking another quarterback? Why aren't the Jags picking another quarterback? Why aren't these teams picking quarterback, too? Because my guy did better than their guys.
2: Yeah, no, for <laughs> sure. And, you know. and, and to me, it's all about, like, the respect factor, right? Like, if you want to compare it to Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers took that team to an NFC Championship game. And they were a couple plays away, a couple mental lapses on defense from possibly going to the Super Bowl. And then you turn around and say, well, you know what, Rodgers? Yeah, you're getting up there in age. We're going to go in a new direction. Like that, To me, that's not right. Now, I, I get it. You're always trying to plan ahead. And did the same thing with Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. And it worked out fine. It worked out perfect, actually. And that's great. But at the same time, Aaron Rodgers did nothing to let you know, of hey, he wasn't going to be there for a couple more years. He was playing at an MVP-type level. So when we talk about that, and we talk about a guy like Davis Mills, who arguably, I mean, I get Mac Jones is the best rookie quarterback. But, you know, Davis Mills was up there. He did play better than Trevor Lawrence. You got to at least see what you got with him. And then evaluate after the season to see: okay, is this our guy going forward, or do we go in a new direction?
1: I understand respect levels too, Austin. I do get it, but it's such a cutthroat business, man. I mean, I mean, look what just happened to Baker Mayfield. They said, no, we're gonna go guaranteed to Sean Watson all this money. Uh, look what, look what the Patriots did for all those years. They still drafted quarterbacks in the second round, <laughs> just in case. But it's but, but, but
2: they didn't need to. That second-round pick could have been maybe a, a, a game-changing wide receiver. Yeah, could have been an edge rusher. That oh, second-round okay. pick could have been a lot of things. And when we talk about, like, a team like the Miami Dolphins, you know, the whole time we heard Deshaun Watson going to Miami, Deshaun Watson going to Miami. Well, no. They stuck with Tua. Now, Tua sometimes in circles can say, well, is he the best quarterback ever? Doesn't matter. Let's find out. Let's go ahead and get him one of the best wide receivers in the NFL, um, you know, and draft some wide receivers from Alabama, and let's see what he what he can do. So, like, they had no problem building up Tua and seeing what he can do. So that's, like, I I don't say the respect factor of, okay, you owe it to this player. I'm just saying from the skill level. From the skill level, they owe it to Aaron Rodgers to say, you're our guy because you took us to an NFC championship game. We we can't imagine this team without you. Even with Tua, it's like, okay, you've had some ups, you've had some downs, but you know what? We're going to roll with you, and we're going to give you the tools that you need to succeed. The same thing's happening right now with Jalen Hurts, I believe, where they're probably going to draft another wide receiver. Uh, this up and coming draft. So, uh, to me, it's about okay. Is the player talented enough? Yeah. Okay. Fine. Now let's give him reasons to succeed, and let's just let's, let's let's see what he can do.
1: Yeah. And again, I think you bring up a very good point. Um, I, I I do look at that Arizona situation where they said, okay, screw that. You're one, we're out. <laughs> yeah. Josh Rosen. Um, but listen, I'm okay with it. I, I just think it's really hard. I think. You know me. I've said this many times. I think Carolina has screwed themselves the last few years by not getting the quarterback and, and by not getting a better quarterback and not have taken a chance on the quarterback. Like, they've waited, and they've waited too long, and they're missing on Sam Darnold, Casey's guy, and now they have one pick to basically get the quarterback, and they're shoved into a corner to get the quarterback. And uh, I think they're missing because of that. I think it's eventually going to cost Matt Rule his job. Because they've misfired on it, so it's a delicate balance. But it's such an important position, and there's so many people have been burned by it, including here in Jacksonville. Jacksonville's been burned a couple of times. They pick Leftwich, then they pass on a guy like Roethlisberger. They could have had him. Uh, we we they they give Blake the the contract, and they pass on guys like Watson and Mahomes. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like, all right, uh, what's the way to go? What's the bold way to go? What's the right way to go? Here's the thing. You got to make the right choice. If you're going to do that, you have to be right. The thing about Arizona is, it feels like they've been right. J- Josh Rogan isn't playing for anybody, and Kyle mori has been overall pretty good. Although they've got a new headache on their mind, I think, with the Kyle Moore situation. But uh, I just think it's fascinating when you couldn't. Need, again, you could put the Giants in this category right, Uh, this same conversation we're having right now, Uh, maybe a little bit less because you've seen more of Daniel Jones. So maybe you know who he is more so than uh, uh, Davis Mills. And I think you brought up one more good point uh, that I'll echo is Texans aren't very good right now. So if you do go bring in another quarterback or any quarterback, do you really know how good they are Mm -hmm. until you get better around that quarterback? For sure. And I I think that's why, like, Trevor gets such a pass right now because, like, that was a mess, like, was that a fair shot to see, like, how good Trevor is or how good he can be? And I think most people would say no. And Davis Mills probably in a similar situation. I mean, they, they don't have a very talented roster. I think Zach Wilson was in a similar situation where you've got to build around it, put him in a better position to be successful. And then if he flops or then fails, then you know a little bit more uh, about the situation. Hey, uh, we discussed earlier... The, and, and this is a Mike Tannenbaum thing that, that you have fun with. the Jags and, We, we and love Ward. us some Mike Tannenbaum. I love it. Uh, I love them I mean, so do you. Uh, Warriors-Jags uh, comparison. Yeah. Well, you guys did a little research on this over the last couple of hours in commercial breaks. Yes. Yes, we have. What did you find about how long it took the Warriors to build it? Because if you just jump it in here at Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690, Mike Tannenbaum said like months ago, he thinks – it was months ago, right? Yeah, so I think it was during the whole looking for a coach. That's when it was. It was uh, when they were looking for a coach and why it was such an enviable job. Yeah, and, it's, and what, it's when
2: Mike Tannenbaum wanted a, a job application. The <laughs> yeah, Jaguars. when he wanted
1: the GM job, yeah. potentially. Um, but he said, he's like, this is a great spot. You have, He loves Trevor Lawrence. And so you got Trevor Lawrence, you have all these picks, you had all this money. He said – You could turn into the Golden State Warriors. And so what do they mean by that? Well, not the current Warriors, how they built the Warriors. And the Warriors built through the draft, and they hit in the draft. And, you know, he was saying Trevor Lawrence is essentially your Steph Curry, and then later on you can go add pieces, maybe even like a Kevin Durant, because you got the money and blah, 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 blah. So that's how we got to hear. It's not the Warriors that they built. or or already the finished product. It's the Warriors and how they built it. So the question is, Casey, Austin, whoever's got the info, how long did it take the Warriors to build it in the NBA?
2: Uh, It took them four years to go to the playoffs and win a playoff game. I believe it was six years to win a a finals, like a championship.
1: So it took them four years to win a playoff series.
3: With Steph Curry, yes. Yeah, starting with Steph
1: Curry, yeah. Was Steph Curry the first domino? Was he the first building block of that whole thing, or was, did they already have Draymond Green, or was he part of that class? Uh, Draymond would
2: have been a part group? of the class, I believe, right? Yeah, is not he, he second round or third round out of Michigan State?
3: I think he, I think he is the same class, but
1: well, there's no third round in the name Oh, sorry, yeah, second. At round.
3: least for our comparison, like we we start th- they we start that clock with uh, Steph Curry. We start the Jags clock with Trevor Lawrence. Because, yeah. like, there was okay. pieces here before, you know. Like, I'm sure whoever was there when Steph came in contributed as well. But, like, you start when your superstar gets there.
1: Uh, Yeah, I agree with that. I think that's fair. So, okay, four years for the Warriors to build that thing into Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, Steph Curry, Steve Kerr, all these moves mm-hmm. that end up paying off. Uh, do you have any idea what their record was in the early years before they got to the playoffs and won the series, Casey? It takes you a minute. That's okay. Um 'Cause I'm just wondering how slow the build was. Like did, were they pretty good right away or did they no, have the they Trevor Lawrence three and fourteen year?
2: So what year did Curry get drafted? Was it? Uh nine ten, right? Yeah. So before that they were twenty nine and fifty three.
1: Okay, what about that nine ten year when he was a rookie?
2: Uh twenty six and fifty six. Yep.
1: Oh, they were actually worse? Yes. <laughs> okay, so that's actually a good comparison between like the Jags of pre Trevor and Trevor. They stunk both years. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. What they do? What they do? Second year, Steph.
2: Thirty-six and forty-six. Yep.
1: Okay. So a good ten game, uh, ten game uh, improvement. Uh, the equivalent of that in uh, ten games. That's uh, What's that? About twelve uh, percent. Uh, I'm doing a lot of math right now in my head. Uh, that's about three wins potentially if I'm doing my math right in the NFL. If they got six wins, that's what that would be the equivalent to. I think this year for Trevor. Then I'll, I'll, they go? I'll take your
2: word for it. Yeah, Did okay. Steph Curry
3: get hurt the next year? Then
2: because oh, you're then, talking
3: 11, 12. Yeah, I don't know what's going on yeah, here. But they were, they were off. That was
2: like an anomaly, and and David Lee was the
1: leading scorer for some reason. Okay, maybe they maybe they got some trouble with injuries. Yeah, that can happen. Uh, give me the next year.
3: Then well, that's when they made they the, the playoffs. 47-35.
1: And they were forty-seven and thirty-five. Correct. Yeah. So they kind of, so they totally flipped it. So from two years prior, they went. So that would be like the Jags going six and eleven this year and eleven and six next year. Essentially. Yeah, sort of. Something like that. Yeah, you know. Um, and again, there was a two-year span in there because of some injuries. And so, bottom line is, we don't want this to take four years to win a playoff game, right? That's too long. Correct. But three years isn't. Like. We don't think. Do you think the Jazz go in the playoffs this year? No. You hope they go to the playoffs the next year, though, right? Yes. I mean, I, okay, so. I
2: hope they go to the playoffs every single year.
1: Well, I know. I'm just saying, in this, you know, if things are going in the right direction, you, a reasonable you, you, you'd
2: order. want to be at least in contention.
1: Yeah, I would think, I I would almost want to be in contention late November, early December this year. That's my goal for this team, and that can mean six, seven, eight wins potentially. Mm-hmm. But by next year, I want to be competing for the division title and definitely in the playoffs. Okay, like that's where I see. It. I mean, that you can do that in the NFL, and so you bet like you need to be doing that. So
2: then, if if we follow the, the the Warriors' kind of journey here, can they be the best team in the NFL in six years? And then can they in turn win three NBA or three Lombardi trophies in the span of the next, we'll say nine years? Then,
1: yeah. So, uh, first things first: can they be the best team in the league five years from now? I think the answer. I think you can in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, I think Kansas City did it. I think Buffalo did it. I think uh, a team like Seattle did it pretty quickly back like seven or eight years ago. I think if the quarterback is that guy and you build around him, you have the good coach, then, yeah, you can. I think it's proven to be the case. Uh, Cleveland flipped it pretty quick, guys. You but, know, now, but now the, they've, they've stepped been, back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just saying to get to there once. Now that you ask another part, can you sustain it? And, yeah, because, I mean, technically
2: the Jaguars have been there close, at least, on, on the doorstep in 17.
1: Yeah, but this – yeah, not with Trevor, though. So, um, So, yeah, I would say – let's see. 2022 so 23 24 25 somewhere in that can they buy 25 threaten a super bowl win a su- that's kind of what the the um the warriors did 25 or 26 would be winning the super bowl and then they were in it every year pretty much that's, yes that's basically what you're asking this team to do i mean the bottom line is if you get there once you feel like you can be there every year yeah, uh, Jax I, I mean, do that in 17.
2: But. Yeah, uh, essentially, what we're asking is can they win three Super Bowls in the next six years, six, seven years?
1: Yeah, I, I, I would say no to that, right? Um, but I would say, can they win one in the next five years?
2: I mean, and I think if if I I the odds go up, yeah. Yeah, the odds go up for sure. And if I'm going to place money on it, I well, would probably would. take the,
1: huh? Nobody would. Yeah, right? of course. But nobody would have put that money on the Warriors either. The Warriors have been one of the trash organizations for the last 30 years in the NBA.
2: Yeah, but you don't think, like, with the emergence of Steph Curry, like, when you saw, like, what that guy was capable of, when he started making all-star teams, like, okay, this might be something special?
1: I I don't know if I ever felt like, oh, wow, they're going to go win three out of the next four well,
2: oh, no, I mean I don't think anybody thinks that. But like it's just like with Trevor Lawrence. Like if Trevor Lawrence goes to a pro bowl and becomes an all pro,
1: yeah. Well yeah. then I think he now has you something start there? feeling it. Yeah, yeah. Now you start feeling it. Um I agree. So I guess I mean point being is yeah, can it happen? I think it's a little bit different. I think what you're asking them to do is really kind of what Kansas City did. Like yeah, ideally you'd like to raise the trophies. But if the Jags were to go to two Super Bowls in a four-year stretch and win one of them, Would you then say Mike Tannenbaum was correct? I'd say yeah, pretty much, right? I mean, the idea, they might not have won three out of four, but they were there. They were competitive. They were competing for them. They were a relevant team. They were one of the best teams in the league for a four-year stretch, kind of like Kansas City. Um, Like, I think that's what he's after with that mentality. I don't think it's out of the question. I just think they have to make a hell of a lot of right decisions (laughs) for it to come. But the Warriors had to, too.
2: Yeah, they, they also drafted fantastic, so they hopefully did. they can get it done this year in the draft.
1: And and really, the key thing that they did, too, Austin, they had Walton, right? Luke Walton? Well, was, Luke Wal- yeah, yeah. was Luke Walton their guy before what? Kerr?
2: No, Lu- Luke Walton
1: took Who over was there? for Kerr when Kerr was sick. Okay, he took over. Who was before or he had Kerr? Surgery? I don't even know. Yeah, I don't either. But that was one of their biggest moves.
2: Um, it would have been Mark Jackson.
1: Oh, Mark Jackson. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Kerr was Kerr was the move. He was the difference maker. Is Peterson that kind of move for this organization too?
2: But, but yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I see where you're going with this. But do you think they still would have won without Kerr? Because uh, they because not they three out of four. No. Okay. Because they went on no, their best run ever with Luke Walton as their coach.
1: I yeah. But I understand they were loaded with talent. That was a Durant year, right?
2: I'm not sure about that.
1: Was it the Luke Walton year or the Durant year? I'm pretty sure it was. But that was the team that they continue to say is the best team ever, even though they lost to the Cavs and blew a 3-1 lead. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, but I do think Kerr's a big part of that. Uh, okay. Just getting them to play, getting them to play together, the style, everything like that. I mean, I think Kerr got a lot of credit during that stretch, and I think he should get a lot of credit. Mm-hmm. Um, now, keep in mind, together.
2: without Steph Curry, he won 15 games back in 20.
1: Uh, yeah, well, listen, I'm not saying you don't have to have the horses. I'm not saying Doug Peterson's not going to win a lot of football games without Trevor Lawrence probably. Yeah. But I just say you got to have the right mesh, you know. Um, and so I guess that, that would be my my thought on it. Uh, let's get Captain Rick Riles on the line right now for the Sportsman Fishing Report. A beautiful day in Jacksonville. I hope it's a nice day
0: out there to catch some fish. Well, it was a beautiful day, but it was a breezy day, Brent. We had a big weather change today, of course, with this northeast wind coming in, our temperature dropping, and it made it tough on some guys and better on others. Uh, the ocean was closed, a great big close sign on it, so don't come out here. Uh, there's some really, really big seas building up out of the north that are going to continue right on through tomorrow, but inshore, it has pushed some fish in that we haven't seen in the river for a while. been quite a few flounder caught in the last couple days, been a handful of redfish. Red fishing was not easy today. uh, As tough as the wind was to manage, and it's not going to be easy again tomorrow as we're going to see even chillier temperatures and at least as strong a wind. I don't like this weather this week, and I don't like it until almost the middle of the week next week as I think our ocean will be closed that entire time. Our inshore fishing will probably pick back up on Thursday as our winds start to back off at least a little bit, but we'll be back to chat on it tomorrow with another fishing report brought to you by Workman's Quick Fix Plumbing and CSS Landscaping. Thank you, boys. Thank you, Captain Rick. Each
1: and every day, right here, Action Sports Shack's on ESPN at 690. Hey, I mentioned Peter Schrager's uh, mock draft. By the way, he's got Trayvon Walker going number one this week for the Jags. Do you start paying attention to the mocks guys even a little bit more as we get nine days away? Because now these guys even want to be right, right?
2: Yeah. Although CBS released theirs today, and they had a Quanu going number one. So
1: uh, did they really? Yes. Yeah, well, so they, they've got one more to play with, right? Next week's the one. Okay. For yeah. those guys, that they're yeah. like, I want to get it right. Yeah, you know, and we all have an ego; we want to get it right.
2: Honestly, I'd probably go off of Vegas more than I go off of like the experts. Thanks. Thanks.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and Vegas, by the way, I think has the odds of uh, uh, it was minus two twenty-five for Hutchinson last I saw, and we did this last night on TV. Uh, plus three hundred for Walker. Mm. So yeah. not I a saw lot of a similar separ- thing recently, by the way. Yeah, not a not a lot of separation there, guys. Mm.
2: But, yeah, I mean, I, I'm definitely going Vegas because I, I learned my lesson last year on a Friday um, evening when the rumors was that the Jaguars to take uh, Tyson Campbell um, with the second-round pick. And I was like, why would you do that when you got like, Travon Merrick available and yeah. Christian Barmore available? Yeah. And I just, you know, obviously with C.J. Henderson was still a thing. So I'm like, I, I don't get why you would take, you know, a guy like Tyson Campbell. And lo and behold, Vegas had, you know, Campbell as the favorite, and they were right. So I'm leaning more towards Vegas from now on.
1: That was, a, hey, that was a good lesson learned right there. That's a good one to bring back up to the memory because that was true. Mm-hmm. And we were like, what? Why? Yeah. And now, to be honest with you, he might be a, one of the centerpiece figures of the defense. I'm looking forward to seeing Tyson Campbell play in year two. Absolutely. Ooh, one guy that really showed me something last year in terms of growth as a young player, you know? Um I shouldn't say one. I mean, I saw some things in track. But it was good to see uh, Tyson Campbell, what he did. All right, uh, I'm packing up. Ronald Acuna is out there for BP. Make sure you watch CBS 47 and Fox 30 for all the highlights and reaction tonight from the Jumbo Shrimp game. We'll also catch up with Doug Peterson. He's throwing out the first pitch tonight. So a big day here at the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz coming back, and then Action Sports Shack's OT at 6 o'clock leads you right into the Jumbo Shrimp on ESPN 690. We'll continue football at 5. We're back in a moment on ESPN 690.
2: The dude right there Casey man. To be honest with you, yeah
3: I thought there was more to the clip oh no that's fine that's all I needed like I like there's a bunch of audio levels it's just the crowd going crazy <laughs> but like I don't know man maybe say something yeah no put gonna, the clip let, in let 10 seconds yeah. said it's eight seconds and nothing <laughs> all right whatever I mean I
2: appreciate the uh <laughs> the, the highlight though I mean um, it, it was a long needed home run for Christian Yelich who seems like he's been in a slump now the past uh, couple of years Case, I mean, you you follow baseball, and and you know what you're talking about. When you talk about the trade for Christian Yelich, and I can't remember what the Brewers all gave up. Yeah. Looking back on it now, does it still benefit the Brewers? And I I get it, former MVP Christian Yelich, right? I mean, the the, the dude's done a lot for that team, and there was a a time for a while where he was the best hitter in baseball. Now that time seems like a, a distant memory. Um, and a lot of Brewers fans, mind, and you know, you paid him a, a new contract and everything, and I'm not sure what they gave up for him. But do you think overall, still, still worthy of the money, still, still worthy of the capital they gave away to get Christian Yelich?
3: So I think for a long time, right, at, even when he won the MVP, I was in the camp. I was like, no, the Marlins won this trade. Yes, because at the time, Lewis Brinson was supposed to be a big time player. Mm-hmm. He wasn't. Mm-hmm. Isan Diaz, another guy who <laughs> has contributed a yeah. bit for the Marlins, but is still on the Jumbo Shrimp. And then Monty Harrison is a guy who, I mean, you want to talk about specimen, okay? Mm-hmm. He's big, he's muscular, he's yep. fast, he hits the a long way. problem is he doesn't hit it enough. Yeah. So at the time, I was like, the, the Marlins won this trade hands down.
2: Yeah, because at the time, Yelich was still kind of an ups, you know, you yeah. didn't, didn't have a good vibe of what he was going to be.
3: But I even felt good about it when he won MVP. But now,
2: mm-hmm.
3: I mean, the Brewers stole him. I mean, yeah. the four guys in that trade, the other one that I didn't mention, Jordan Yamamoto, who was good for like 10 minutes, and I wanted the Rays <laughs> to sign him when the Marlins cut him. They didn't, but yeah. to your point, yeah, I think the Brewers, uh, they, they at this point, you can clearly say the Brewers won, and it yeah. was a steal, even with the, can, he hasn't been the the best player of the last Correct,
2: years. but yeah, and then that's the point, right? I guess, like, he, uh, there was one time where he was the best player in, yeah. in baseball, and, like, that... That means something. Now, you have no, you know, World Series titles to, to show for it. But still, I mean, being an MVP definitely says something. Welcome back to Action Sports. Jacks here on ESPN 690. Austin holding it down. Brent on the road right now, leaving. uh, I can't believe he's leaving the game, too. You got Acuna tonight uh, playing against the Jumbo Shrimp, so that's going to be a lively game. Got Casey here pushing all the right buttons, doing a little football at five right now. And we got in a great conversation about, you know, Davis Mills kind of sparked it of, do you go in a new direction if you're Houston? Um, Do you take a guy like Malik Willis? Do you take Kenny Pickett? Or do you give Davis Mills another shot? Um, we saw that exact same thing, you know, play out here in Jacksonville when you had a guy in Gardner Minshew who was like the most intriguing guy of all time, it seemed like, in this city, and who, who the fans kind of gravitated towards. Now, I remember when we were debating, like, you know, is it the Minshew mania now or do you go in the draft against get somebody else? And it was kind of 50-50. Um, I still stand by the decision to to play him that year and see what you had because the last thing you would want to have done – is get somebody else there, and then all of a sudden Minshew, you know, is just this guy on the bench, and you're always wondering what if, what if, what if. So now you essentially have somewhat of the same thing taking place in Houston, and this is a story that it seems to happen every single year to teams in terms of how long do you hang on to a player at the quarterback position before you give up on him? how long can that leash be? And, Casey, it brought me to the question, and your boy Sam Darnold um, is a classic example of this. Let's be realist here for a second. Depending on where you're drafted, it depends on how long that leash is. Sure. Minshew, sixth-round pick, right? Well, it was on a very short leash. Uh, Davis Mills, what, a third-round pick? Yes. One would say maybe on a little bit of a, of a shorter leash here. You talk about a guy like Daniel Jones, first-round pick, a longer leash. Casey, I want you to play GM real quick. Mm-hmm. If you're a GM and you're trying to wait out your quarterback to see, do you go with him or is it time to go in a new direction? How long do you give said quarterback? If he's a first round pick, how long do you give said quarterback? If he's a second round pick, how long do you give said quarterback? If he's a third round pick like Davis Mills. And then how long do you give said quarterback? If he's a late round uh, draft pick, a la Gardner Minshew. It's
3: a good question. Um, First pick, you have to let it play out, because you, you can't be wrong. So, right? uh, yeah.
2: So when you say play out, do you mean are we talking the whole contract?
3: Are we talking uh, three years? Minimum three years. Minimum three years. I think because because you're fired, right? Sure, sure. Like if it doesn't work, you're you're done. Okay. Uh, like a Daniel Jones situation, um, you got it. You got to let him play to prove yourself, uh, to prove that you made the right call. In terms of the Davis Mills thing, it's interesting because for that specific example, I think they should let Davis Mills ride it out this year. Yeah. Um. But I don't necessarily disagree with what Brent says in terms of you should probably take an insurance policy. Not at, like, the third pick or the 13th pick. Yeah. But maybe another mid-round pick and yeah. have the opportunity just to have somebody there just in case. Late-round pick is interesting because that's also, in my opinion, the same thing as the first-round pick. Really? You're trying to prove yourself. You're trying to prove that you didn't make a mistake in the first round. Sure. But at the sixth round, you're like, Look what I did. Look what I did here. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, obviously, gardner Minshew, you couldn't not take Trevor Lawrence. So, that's, you know, mm-hmm. in that situation. But I think if you have a sixth-rounder who's, like, rolling and winning football games, like, if the stats are good and you're losing, you got to make a change. Yeah. But if you're winning football games... I I think you're right with him. At least through the year, like, you at least continue to give him an opportunity until he starts losing, in my
2: opinion. And and Tom Brady is the the classic example of this, where where you got a guy in the later rounds, and then he turned out to be, um, you know, special. Now, he didn't really even really need a leash because he kind of hit, hit the ground right away and had some success. But I do think it's an interesting conversation, and I think it's a conversation where there is no exact science. And I think, you know, teams do it differently. I think a team like the Houston Texans, yeah, I understand where do you bring a veteran savvy quarterback in for the backup where, you know, if Mills struggles, you can put that backup in. Do you draft somebody in, in mid-rounds to maybe be the successor if Davis Mills can't produce? I think all those things are warranted, but also I, I tend to shy away from, like, if I'm Houston right now, I'm Lovey Smith. I tend to shy away from, like, that first-round pick until you see what Davis Mills has. Now... What we aren't talking about, though, is we don't know what Lovey Smith has envisioned for this Houston Texans team. Now, keep in mind, he's on the defensive side of the ball, so it's a little different. But, like, I compare it to the Arizona Cardinals when Kingsbury got there, right? You just got a first-round pick, and Josh Rosen, right, this, th- this guy who kind of had a little bit of a chip on his shoulder, a swagger, you know, and, and he wanted to prove himself, and what does Kingsbury go? Oh, no. There will be no Lee here, sir. I have a, a certain quarterback that I'm looking for, and sorry, bud, you don't fit that role. Have fun in Miami. We'll see you later. Let's go Let's go with Kyler Murray. Right. So I think there is a difference when you have a new coach, a new regime coming in, and maybe they envision an offense to be a certain way. Now, I'm not even sure who the offensive coordinator of the Houston Texans is. I'm not really sure like what kind of offense they're going to run. Don't do that much due diligence. Don't watch that much film. No, sir. But you could make an argument and say, this new offensive coordinator in Houston. What happens if he says, you know what? I don't like – Davis Mills doesn't really fit what I want to do. Well, then that's where I think Malik Willis, and then that's where Kenny Pickett can come in the conversation. So, you know, I'm kind of going against myself here a little bit when I say I think Davis Mills deserves a shot because I I believe he does. But I also get the same standpoint of if you have a new regime coming in – One, keep in mind, I mean, a lot of the regime was there last year. They just got elevated. But if you have a new offensive philosophy coming in – Do you change that pick? And another guy that comes to mind, we're talking about, you know, how long of a leash do you get? And it it hurts me to say this, Casey, but it's Sam Darnold.
3: Yeah. You
2: know, Sam Darnold, you know, played what, three seasons in New York? Two seasons? Yep. Ghosts, mono. Yeah. Yeah. Those were, and then the rookie season. Yeah. Dude went through the rookie gambit. Got him. I mean, it wasn't rookie year either, but got some mono. Did. Saw some ghosts Yeah. I mean and like I said before Lost the Jags Which I, is not something I haven't, people do I don't know anybody That's got mono Since I was in like Third grade yeah. Right because There's always that one kid That got mono sure. And like they'd be gone For like two months And it's like hey What what, what happened to Adam Oh he's got mono I
3: thought he moved Didn't did, even did,
2: did you know what mono was And then all of a sudden Adam shows up 30 pounds skinnier When he weighs 50 pounds 30 pounds skinnier He's always wearing a hoodie now and It's like okay I'm not sure what happened to you But hope you enjoyed Your vacation with mono So Sam Darnold went through the gambit in terms of, you know, just adversity, let's say. Goes to Carolina, and then the rest is history. I think you have a Sam Darnold soundbite here, Casey, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. The Pat McAfee Show. Why don't you set it up a little bit here? Yeah,
3: I'll set you up for this. So uh, Pat McAfee Show today, they were um, apparently, this is news to me, you know Ben McAdoo? Yes, yes, uh, o- offensive coordinator of the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. That's what they tell me. So, um, <laughs> for some reason, yes. he spoke to the media today. Okay. And uh, Pat McAfee kind of took the listen to it and gave his opinion on it. And, uh, you know, Ben McAdoo probably said some things that he shouldn't have said, but uh, I'll
2: let you oh, hear it I can't wait for this.
3: Now, he's back in the NFL.
2: Offensive coordinator for the Carolina Panthers, and he did a press conference earlier today. His hair looked fantastic, and his words were majestic. Ladies and gentlemen,
0: Ben McAdoo. And you look at Sam as your starting quarterback? Sam is our starting quarterback, yes. One minute, 37 seconds later. You know, one of the things I've been working on is being better talking to you people, so... You know, announcing the starting quarterback here, I just put my foot in the mouth, so that wasn't something I should have said. (laughs)
3: Legend. That is amazing. I mean, (laughs) come on, Ben.
2: Listen, I don't know how many times we have to have this conversation. I don't know how many times we have to let history be the teacher, offensive coordinators, Offensive minded head coaches don't announce the, head, the, the starting quarterback, yeah. just, just don't do it right. Just especially in that situation, like, yeah, Trevor Lawrence, guess what? Starting quarterback, yeah. spoiler alert. Carolina, a mess right now. Ben McAdoo, you gotta do better, man. It was the next you question, do better. he's like, and, Wait, wait, and he's the new guy on the block. Like, you just got to Carolina. And, and your first thing to, with with the with the media is now you're messing up who the starting quarterback's going to be because you know what's going to happen now, Casey, right? Since Donald heard that, oh, cool. Yeah, I'm saying sta- I'm starting quarterback. You know, all of a sudden walking a little taller. All of a sudden, you know, the the, the antibodies in the body are fighting that mono, and he's feeling a little bit better. Going to have some vitamin C for that. Well, I guess vitamin C is more for rickets than it is for mono, but r- rickets. You know, rickets are no, Scurvy? Yeah, it's, it's what Pirates used to have, man. But Vitamin yeah. C carries that right up, okay. dude. Yeah, yeah. you ever you see Pirates of the Caribbean? Yeah, but th- did on, they get dude. rickets? I might have been scurvy. I'm getting them. Cause, well, what is rickets? <laughs> I don't know. Is rickets like the skin condition? Can I even say rickets on the radio? I've I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. We should probably Google that and make sure it's I didn't get in late. trouble there. Yeah, but, it's too late. It's, it's in the airwaves now. Hope I didn't get in trouble with that. But my point is, yeah. is that Ben McAdoo. Yeah, I know your role, man. All right? Let's just see how this whole thing plays out. All you got to do is the Pat McAfee show Who's the quarterback? Ah, uh, we're going to see. It's going to be competition this year. Enough said. Everyone's happy, right? But that's the beauty of what Pat McAfee does and why I'm such a fan of him. I assume you're a fan of him too, Casey. Is yep. like the atmosphere on his show, it's so casual and laid back where whether it's a coach or it's a player, you always get the best sound bites because they're so relaxed, right? And it's like almost like you're sitting in a sports ball with Pat McAfee. It's like, hey, it's a, yeah? I don't know. stand down as a starting quarterback. Never mind." And like that's why, you know, McAfee gets the big names. That's why he gets Aaron Rodgers. Is because it's the most comfortable environment to do an interview in. And being so comfortable, you get the best sound bites as well. We got one more break coming up here. And then we get to go home. But we're gonna have some fire when we get back here on Action Sports Jackson ESPN 690. Maybe break it down with a little more basketball real quick or just some of the top stories of the day. More on ESPN 690 when we get back. <laughs> necessarily the player that bothers me. It's the leader and the teammate in the locker room that I'm concerned with. And I go back to the public spat that he had with Odell Beckham Jr. When Odell Beckham Sr. posted that video or co-signed on the video on the internet of Baker Mayfield missing throws to OBJ and Jarvis Landry when those guys were seemingly wide open. That public spat and the organization siding with Baker and then seeing what OBJ turned into, and then after that, hearing the fallout in the Browns locker room about how players were split based on what the organization did with Odell Beckham, that's the part that I'm concerned with. Is that your dude? Yeah, he's back. I don't know what happened to him. He was off for like... Okay, a- he's back. Probably yeah, a
3: little vacation, man. I
2: don't blame him. That's yeah. what happens when you're a big
3: dog. You get vacation. He's literally carrying ESPN National Radio <laughs> on his back. Like, so I'm surprised that they're still doing their thing. Uh, <laughs> that, he, that he was gone. But I'm glad to see that he's back dude, and, you know, all's right with the world. Dude literally said, hey, I'm Tyler Lindenbaum.
2: Load up the squat rack bar. Literally. I'm going to put the team on my back and case going to replay all my greatest hits on ESPN 690. I got you, Chris. Nicely about that. done, man. Um, I am just talking about Baker Mayfield there. Uh, did you see Robbie Anderson on Instagram with Baker Mayfield? Yeah. Now, I'm not sure who put out this post, but there was a rumor, uh, you know, some speculation like Instagram likes to do where Baker Mayfield could possibly be going to the Carolina Panthers. And Robbie Anderson, who I'm not sure how much clout he has earned the past couple of years because he has gone a little quiet on the Western front, but Robbie Anderson goes, no, yeah. <laughs> on Instagram. Yeah. If you're Baker Mayfield, does that kind of hurt your feelings a little bit? It's got to, especially because yeah, it's Robbie Anderson. That's going to cut to the core a little bit. Yeah, when, yeah. When, when you have a, a a fantasy football trivia question guy, and like that's about all he is right now, saying, no, don't come to my team, if you're Baker Mayfield, man, confidence is killed right now.
3: Yeah. Confidence
2: is killed. Um Real quick, welcome back to Action Sports Jacks here on ESPN 690. A couple more minutes here before we go to Action Sports Jacks overtime with Casey Kurtz and Brian Middleton. Um, NBA games tonight, Casey. Yep. What's going to happen? You got anything uh, crazy? You got the Heat winning? Yeah. Grizzlies winning? Or Timberwolves taking a 2-0 lead? Yeah, I don't know why, but
3: Timberwolves. Wow. I going think, against the Grizzlies. I think the Grizzlies still win the series. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I just get to, like, the Timberwolves are just too hot.
2: You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And then the Suns, Pelicans. Yeah,
3: Suns.
2: I mean, yeah, Don't don't be 36 and 46, and then talk about being in playoff contention. You know? Yeah, it's tough. Yeah.
3: Uh But uh, Valanciunas, by the way, is still very uh, valuable in DFS. No, I no, love the guy. He's great. But you know, don't be 10 games under
2: 500. No, I'm with you. And then expect to make a playoff run. Yeah. Not not on my watch. And I think obviously that the Sixers got it wrapped up as we saw last night. Yeah, no. Scotty uh, Barnes uh, against oh, Toronto. Right. And speaking of Toronto, by the way. Oh yeah. We think about Toronto Raptors, the thing about Drake, you know, the, 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 the R&B slash rap legend Drake himself. And this is going to close out the show today because it might be the most biggest trending topic. The most biggest? That's a, that's a sentence. It might be the most biggest trending topic of the day. It's a picture that was posted this morning, in case I'll tell you right now. You might want to tune in to uh, WAP tomorrow morning because this will be the, the hot topic button that we're going to be talking about tomorrow. I believe that. Drake has taken a picture with Taylor Swift. Mm -hmm. that's not not the breaking news, is it? What the breaking news is, is what Drake is doing with his hand in the Taylor Swift photo.
3: Casey. Getting a little cozy. Can I break it down real quick? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely uh, not a photo you would take with your friends. Uh, (laughs) Some have... With all due respect, I like you, dude. I would not take this photo with you. I I, I appreciate that. Some have described it. I'm not going to name any names. Some have described it of if you take a picture with that with another female, you're getting divorced on the spot. Yes, Long story short, Drake has his arm around Taylor Swift. She's in front of him. He's
2: in the back. Looks like an awkward prom photo, really. It's not good. Looks like an awkward prom photo.
3: And, and now, question, killing the airwaves. Questions must
2: be asked now. Oh, questions must be. Are they dating? Are they hooking up? Man, so much stuff to break down. I can't wait till tomorrow morning, Casey. And I'm sure tomorrow afternoon as well. When we get more clarification, After. that could lead off the show tomorrow at 3 o'clock. I think it should. At the Volley's House of Cards. Is Drake... Hanging out with Taylor Swift? I say that in parentheses? Do we got to play the Seinfeld theme music again? We might have to. Hey! Sounds like an action-packed day tomorrow on Action Sports Jax on ESPN 690. I'm going to hand the keys off uh, to the kids, going to let them drive the car wherever they want to go. Uh, it's Action Sports Jax Overtime with Brian Milton, Casey Kurtz, coming up in a couple minutes. I'm Austin Lane for Brent Martineau. Casey Kurtz pushing all the right buttons. Have a great night. Stay casual, and we'll see you all tomorrow. Peace.